This is the Healthy Free Life Show, where you're going to learn a new way to eat and live healthy for the glory of God. I'm your health coach, Katrina Sequenzia, and I'm on a mission to help Christians get healthy, ditch disease, lose weight, and find food freedom. So if you're ready to get healthy and free so you can live that abundant life that you've been promised, then let's do the thing. I have a question for you. Are you thinking about getting healthy or maybe you're trying to get healthy, but your spouse or your family are not really on board or they're just not supportive of your efforts? Then this episode is for you. A big mistake I see people making, especially women, is waiting for their spouse or their family to be on board before trying to get healthy or believing that they need their spouse's full support before getting healthy. And I get it. I know it can be so much more challenging when you're trying to get healthy without them, especially if they are all looking to you for food, for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It can be so easy to fall into the trap of putting your needs on the back burner and just never getting healthy if your spouse and your family aren't on board with you. But listen, if you wait for them to get on board before taking steps to get healthy, you may never end up getting healthy. And this is definitely not something that we can do. We've got to get healthy. We've got to restore this temple despite lack of support from them. After working with thousands of students over the years, there have definitely been so many of them whose spouses and family are just not supportive. And it shows up in all sorts of different ways. Maybe your spouse is a cheerleader for you. And they want to see you get healthy, but they don't really want to go on this health journey with you. Or maybe they say to you, you do what you want to do as long as it doesn't affect me. Or maybe they're just like, don't take away my food or require me to change. You do you, but don't make it affect me, right? Or maybe they believe that eating healthy is expensive, so they're not supportive of that. Which, sure, it could be more expensive depending on what you buy, but it surely does not have to be expensive. In fact, I'm going to talk about this in an upcoming episode because there is such a limiting belief that is out there. Eating healthy does not have to be expensive at all. Or maybe your spouse or your family member shames you for trying to get healthy or lose weight. I've had some students whose spouse or family has ridiculed them for trying to lose weight, even making fun of them. I am so sorry if this is you. There are definitely some deep-rooted issues here if you are experiencing this. And there are so many reasons why this could be happening, and it's a much deeper issue than what I will cover here. So definitely get support from outside if this is you. Or Maybe your family or your spouse doesn't realize that you are just simply trying a new way, that you are trying the healthy, free life way of getting healthy and ultimately losing weight. And the healthy, free life way is not another diet. It is a lifestyle change. It is a lifetime way of eating and living. But it's really hard to convince them of this because maybe you've been dieting your whole life. That's all they know from you. And they think that that's all this is is a diet. So of course they don't want to get on board if it's just another diet or if you're just going to like only last a few weeks. So why should they go on the roller coaster with you, right? So whatever your situation is at home, I want to give you four keys to getting healthy when your family doesn't want to get on board the healthy train. You ready? Here's number one. The first key is, is that if God has called you to it, you've got to do it. 
I think that's a writer downer, don't you think? Write this one down. If God has called you to it, you got to do it. You got to do the thing. God encourages us in Deuteronomy 5.33, where it says, walk in obedience to all that the Lord your God has commanded you so that you may live and prosper and prolong your days in the land that you will possess. This wasn't just any land that the Israelites were going to possess. This was the promised land. Listen, we are after promised land living. And if we're going to experience that on this side of heaven, we've got to follow through on whatever it is that God is asking us to do. And if you believe that God is calling you to temple restoration, then you've got to take steps towards that with or without your family support. And taking steps without family support, it's going to require that you commit your health journey to the Lord and then continuously pray throughout that journey for God's strength to help you to complete it. And we just need to also recognize that our spouses and our loved ones, they just may not have the same conviction as you yet. They may not be as desperate for the freedom like you are. Maybe they don't have the willingness yet. Maybe they haven't hit rock bottom Or maybe they haven't had that wake-up call where it's just they've gotten the diagnosis that scares them to want to change. Man, just a side note here. I wish that we wouldn't have to hit rock bottom or be at our worst or be at the end of our rope before we make change. But sometimes that is what's required. And perhaps your spouse has a disease that that you know, and maybe even they know, that's reversible, like like diabetes or heart disease. If only they would eat and live healthier. But maybe the reality is, is that no one has truly connected the dots for them. They don't necessarily understand that every meal is what is creating the situation that they are in or keeping them stuck and in in bondage. Maybe they don't even know what freedom really is. This has just been their way of life and they have no idea that freedom can be found. They believe that food is what is giving them happiness. They're like the ducks and the analogy of the ducks swimming in a tiny mud puddle. And this tiny mud puddle is fast food and junk food and fake food. And they think that this is what happiness is. And this is what abundant living is. Meanwhile, on the other side of the hill is a glorious lake that they've never seen where freedom, energy, and true joy abounds. Will it take some effort to get over the hill to the glorious lake? You betcha. But will it be worth it? A hundred percent. The first thing we need to do, though, is we need to get you across the hill to that glorious lake. We need to have you experience the health and freedom that can be found there. Whatever you do, you cannot use them as an excuse for not taking care of you. You can't use them as an excuse for not getting healthy, for not taking steps. Because at the end of the day, you are responsible for your choices. So let's talk about choices. Let's talk about the things that we can control. That leads us to key number two. What can you control? There are definitely meals and snacks and things that are in complete, that you are in complete control of. So let's talk about some of those meals. Breakfast, for instance. There, I mean, sure, there are so many ways and things that you need to do when you eat with your family. You are needing to eat dinner and you're needing to buy and you're shopping and all the things, right? But breakfast is one of those meals that usually you can eat separate 
from your spouse or your family. So maybe they have a bagel. Well, what healthy thing can you have instead? Or maybe they have a bowl of cereal and that's going to squash your energy all day, keep you craving all day long and ruin your health. So we've got to make a, a better choice. And so what can you do for breakfast? Maybe you can have a glorious smoothie, or maybe you can have eggs with some greens and some great whole grain toast or Ezekiel toast, or maybe a nice bowl of plain uh, Greek yogurt with some berries, maybe a little drizzle of honey, or maybe you can have Ezekiel toast with some almond butter or peanut butter on it, or maybe just a nice bowl of whole grain oatmeal. Breakfast can absolutely be one of those things that you can control. And know that a breakfast that is packed with protein, has great fiber and healthy fats in it, is going to keep you sustained, give you energy and squash cravings later in the day. Breakfast is definitely something that you can do. And if you can do breakfast, listen, that's like 30% of your diet for the day is going to be healthy. And that will make a profound difference in your day, breakfast alone. But then also think about other things that you can do during your day where you don't have to take your spouse or your family into consideration. Maybe it's lunch. Lunch can also be one of those meals that can be done separately. Maybe you give your husband or your kids leftovers or you're packing them school lunches. So what lunch can you create for yourself? Maybe it's a big glorious salad with a side of chicken leftover from last night. There are so many different things that you can do for lunch that can absolutely be healthy and apart from them. Again, breakfast and lunch, those are two meals that mostly can be done on your own. So definitely take advantage of those. And even snacks. Snacks is another place so we can definitely upgrade and make healthy choices. And I get it. There are so many of y'all who are having to manage the unhealthy snacks that your spouse and your kids and your family loves in your home, right? And, you know, maybe they have, they like their Doritos and they like their soda and they like their Oreos or whatever it is that they love. And now you have it in your home and now you have to deal with resisting temptation for it. And that can be so hard. So, Let me give you just some encouragement here. It's not about deprivation. I want you to instead think about upgrading. I want you to upgrade those snacks. I want you to give yourself permission to buy healthier versions of things, to not necessarily buy the Doritos, maybe buy some upgraded corn tortilla chips along with some hummus, for instance, or maybe instead of the Oreos, buy the organic version of the Oreos. Now, here's the thing. We cannot allow our upgraded foods to be trigger foods because there are definitely some foods that are trigger foods for me. So like the Trader Joe's, Jojo's, have you ever had those? They're kind of like the Oreos, but they're quote unquote, a little bit healthier. They're not organic, but they are a little bit more of an upgrade than a traditional Oreo. Oh my goodness. Like if we bring those in our house, I literally can eat like one of those sleeves like that day and the whole box will be gone within a couple of days. So, you know, don't bring trigger foods in the home. But if there are things that you can upgrade where you can just enjoy one or two of those things or a small serving, then definitely bring those into your home if you're going to be constantly competing and being tempted by the other things. Again, it's not about deprivation. It's about upgrading. Now, I will talk about dinners just real quickly here. Dinners definitely can be harder when your families are just not necessarily supportive of upgrading their their food to a completely different dinner, right? If your family loves pasta, it's going to be really hard to upgrade them and have them start eating whole grains, for instance, instead of, you know, white flour pasta, right? But it doesn't mean we can't do anything about this. So 
I usually don't have my students focus on dinners right away. That usually comes later. Again, we're going to focus on what we can. If you do want to focus on dinners, then here's what I usually recommend is again, not switching everything up. I want you to, you can do that later, but I first recommend upgrading what you're already doing. So for instance, does your family eat pasta? Well, you know that even upgrading to organic white flour pasta can make a huge impact on your health. And if your family happens to be willing to try upgrading to an organic whole wheat or even a gluten-free version, that could be a step in the right direction. But again, they've got to be on board, okay? Or if, if your family likes pasta then and you want to skip the pasta, well, that's where maybe you can have your meatballs on the side and have a nice big salad with it, right? So there's definitely things that you can still do with dinner. Let me ask you this. Does your family love pizza? My family loves pizza. We have it every Friday night. And of course, it's a healthy, organic, upgraded version of pizza. But listen, I usually only have, it's one of these teeny tiny pizzas that you put in the <laughs> from the freezer. And I usually only have a small slice or so. And so in, in other words, like whatever your normal serving size is, let's say it's two or three slices. Maybe you could just have one slice or two, depending on the size of the pizza, and then have a nice big salad with it. Remember, this is not about deprivation. It's not about them eating pizza and you eating salad and you just feel deprived. It's about having your pizza and eating it too, okay? And remembering that all these small healthy changes, they add up and they matter. Now, let me ask you this. Does your family love to eat out or do they love fast food and you need to go along for the ride? Well, it's okay too. So if you normally, for instance, get a burger at a restaurant or a fast food place, what you can do is you can ask for a side salad instead of French fries. And then here's what I do is like, I'll then maybe take one or two fries from my kid's plate. And so this way, again, I'm not feeling deprived. I have one or two French fries. That's all I usually need. But then I'm happily eating my salad. And oh my goodness, I feel so much better after we've eaten fast food. If I've had a salad versus the whole fries and the whole burger and the bun. Okay. Or maybe you really like French fries, but you could live without the bun. Then here's what's called the convenience salad, the convenience burger even. Ask them to hold the bun and give you a double portion of lettuce, tomato, onion, and pickles, or whatever it is that you love on your burger, or your chicken sandwich, or whatever it is. And then if they have it, ask for some grilled onions and mushrooms or whatever it is that would be fun. I love my burgers this way. Then put your favorite condiments on it and then enjoy it with a fork. And I promise you at the end of this, you will be just as satisfied. And if you still want to get the fries, choose the fries over the bun, you'll be okay. Again, you see, we are not eating diet food here, okay? We are not, like we are after a way of eating our living and living that makes us feel amazing, that gives us abundant energy and helps us to do the things that we're called to do so we can experience true joy and recognize that happiness is not found in food. Food is the fuel that helps us to enjoy and live life abundantly. So I want you to upgrade what you're already doing when it comes to dinner. And so this is how I've structured all of my programs. 
The 40-Day Food Revival, this is exactly how I've structured the food component of the 40-Day Food Revival, where you walk through and you change what you can change, what you have more control over, and then I educate you on how to upgrade not only the foods that you reach for, but even to begin to upgrade the carbohydrates and the fats and the proteins and help you to really understand what's truly healthy so that you can begin to make the changes for yourself and your family. But I need you to remember, this is not just about food. If you recall back in episode one, it's episode run for a reason is because it's probably the most important podcast I've ever done is what getting healthy is going to require. It's going to require a body, mind, spirit approach to getting healthy. Eating healthy, it's just a piece to the puzzle. And yes, it is an important one, but it's not the only component that we can focus on. There are seven key habits to a healthy, free life. Eating healthy is one of them, but also sleeping well, exercising correctly, moving throughout the day, hydrating your body adequately, resting frequently, and worshiping God in all things. Most all of these habits are within your control, and they don't have to affect your family. And I get it. Maybe, for instance, it's challenging to fit an exercise if you work outside of the house 40 hours a week and you have a family to care for. But other people figure out how to do it. Other people have proven that it is possible. So it's not impossible. We've just got to make the decision to do the thing. And don't forget, you can start with baby steps, just like I talk about in episode number 16. Now let's talk about key number three. And that is, I want you to pray for them. I want you to trust that as you are taking these faithful baby steps towards temple restoration, that you're going to experience results. Results like more energy, decreased cravings, disease symptoms diminished, clearer thinking, weight lost, and more. What an example you are going to be to those around you. And instead of feeling like you have to nag them or you need to tell them what to be doing, just be a role model of health. Let your actions and the results speak for themselves. And then as you are busy doing the thing, praying for yourself for strength to continue the journey, I want you to also pray for them. I want you to pray that God would use you as a tool in their life to bring about change for them. Pray that God moves in their hearts and minds and that they would desire a healthy, free life and be willing to go on the journey with you. I have seen it time and time again with my students where the woman has decided the the mom, the wife has decided that she was going to do the thing and she set out to take those baby steps and to take care of her and do the best that she can by changing what she could change and then slowly upgrading and praying for her family along the way. And I have seen it time and time again where spouses come along, where eventually one day they're wanting to eat healthy. They are wanting to experience the same freedom that their wife or their spouse has started to experience. And what an amazing day that will be. I want to celebrate that with you. But in the meantime, while we're waiting, we want to trust God and you want to keep doing the thing. And listen, while you wait, here's key number four. I want you to find a community where you are supported and you're not alone. James Clear, best-selling author of the book Atomic Habits, 
he recommends to join a culture where your desired behavior is the normal behavior. These new healthy habits, they're going to seem more achievable when you're part of a group that is also doing them every day. To know that there's others where you can link arms together and know that you are doing the thing together. Where you can find a place to be supported and held accountable. To be picked up when you fall. But then also to be an encourager when someone else is down. To pray for one another. And to just not feel alone. This is why all of my programs include Community Component. It's an online space to connect with others from around the world and even accountability partners so that you can connect with someone more than just online to link arms and to do it together. It is just so amazing. And it's one of my most beloved parts of all of my programs for not just me, but for the members as well. So remember these important keys to getting healthy, even when you don't have family support. Number one, if God's called you to it, you got to do it. Number two, change what you can control. Number three, pray for them. And number four, join a community where you are supported and not alone. And now I will leave you with God's promise from Deuteronomy 31.8. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. Be strong and courageous, dear one. Until next time. Bye for now.